Are you ready to get real? Welcome to Real Estate, the world's loneliest career, where you're always out of balance, unfulfilled, the role models are fake, the numbers unattainable, and you're just supposed to be and do it all. Join three self-made millionaire real estate agents, wives, moms, and business owners as we level up, learn from special guests, and elevate and disrupt an entire industry through real education our way. Okay, what are we talking about today? Jessica, kick us off, or Angela or somebody. Um, so today we're going to talk about mindset. I feel like this time of year we're all in burnout phase. We're trying to stay motivated through the holidays, through all the stuff. We're probably a little slower this time of year than we have been, which is a blessing and a curse. And why can't we ever just freaking relax? Um, and then we want to talk about um, like the last half hour, 20 minutes that we're together. We want to talk about um, teeing it up for next week. We want to do like an actual real like workshop with everyone on goal setting for 2022. So um, yeah, that's the, that's the scoop for today's homegirls. So mindset, like Lindsay and I have been talking about this the last like two weeks. We're both slower than we have been all year, right? Like we're heading into the holiday season and we'll be like, I'm laying on my couch relaxing, but I shouldn't be relaxing because I should be doing something because what if I'm not doing anything and then I have no business and I have to file bankruptcy and I'm dying now. Like that's a real thought process for the two of us. (laughs) And for me, that makes me insane. I was just going to say, and I would bet that Angela cannot relate to that in any way, shape or form. No. Yeah, no, that's like a real, that's a real thing for me. And it's hitting me hard right now. It seems to be the worst every, at the end of the year, every year, like I don't want to, and I'm tired (laughs) to just like enjoy my life for a minute. But then my brain is like, wow, you're a sad, sorry, asshole piece of shit who can't do anything right. Why can't you get up off this couch and do some work? <laughs> we were saying like, you can never just like pat yourself on the back and be like, damn girl, you had a great year. Good job. And then you're like, fuck, I got to do it all over again. Yeah. I mean, like, when do you relax? Like, when do you enjoy what you just did, what you accomplished? Like, do you, or do you just work through it. I mean, I would love to take like three weeks off and just sit around and do nothing, but I physically don't think I could sit around and do nothing. Like oh, okay. I would just have guilt. I think we're nothing. all like that. Like I read a Facebook status of mine today, like on my memories, that was like, I was on vacation in Maui and on vacation in Maui, I read four business books. I wrote two contracts. I negotiated a listing of mine. Like, but that for me was taking a break. And so, yeah. like, I, I don't think I could probably take three weeks off either. I think in theory, it sounds incredible. And in actual practice, it would be awful. Yeah. What are we supposed to do with ourselves? We're people that run on a level that most people don't understand. Like, physically and mentally, we are doing something 24-7, pretty much. I can't imagine what it would be like to not have anything to do. And like, I kind of go stir crazy when I'm sitting around for a half a day, just relaxing. Like, what do I do? Just go to sleep? Like, I don't know. I don't know what, what are you supposed to do? How do you relax? 
I hang out with my boyfriend, Netflix, like a lot. He's really good to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, while I was staging in Breck last week, that's what Sarah and I did. We just binge watched Queen of the South. Oh, uh, love that show. So love it. I, we got through one full, uh, one um, season of it. So I've got like two more left or something like that. There you go. See, now you have something to do. So what do you do this time of year to keep like your mindset? Like, what are you guys doing to keep things like moving forward and to not allow yourself to get stuck like in that place? And I, I don't even know how to describe said place. I just know that when I say that it has a different meaning for everyone. Yeah. So what do you guys do? I think first you have to understand that there are two different kinds of mindset, right? So there's growth mindset and there's fixed mindset. So fixed mindset is this is what it is and there is no changing it. Growth mindset is, okay, this happened, but here's a new way to fix it. And it's just a shift in the way that you think. Um, and so I feel like I've been living in growth mindset for like the last five years and so when bad things happen, it's just a, okay, here's a bump in the road. It's not a, oh my gosh, everything has to come to a halt. Um, so I think that that's the very first thing that I would encourage people to do is start looking at things in a different way um, when things happen. So that's my two cents on that. So if you have time, look up growth mindset versus fixed mindset and um, figure out how you can start implementing some things to change your the way you're thinking. It's kind of mind-blowing what you just said though because like I feel like I am working on another one which is calm the fuck down mindset right like I'm working on the exact opposite like I used to be like build 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 go 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 and now I'm working on like calming down, being in peace, relaxing, enjoying my life mindset. So there are more than one type of mindset, which you're totally right, which is what you just said that kind of blew my mind because like, I've never thought about that mindset before. Well, I have like a little chart. I don't know how to share it though, because I'm tech dumb. Um, but there are some ways to develop a growth mindset. Um, but, you know, it starts with finding your purpose. And if you can't find your purpose, um, that's going to be kind of the thing that helps you drive how you're thinking and, and what your goals will be, which will be next week. But you have to find that first. Um, and once you have that, it's pretty easy to get out of that fixed mindset where it's unchangeable and all of this crap happened and it's just happening to me as opposed to. Yeah, we woke up this morning, both Lindsay and I, and probably just too, to like fires, like all of these clients, like things happening, you know, all of that stress, right? Like even before you get out of bed. So how do you deal with that now? It is what it is, or here's how we're going to fix it. It is what it is. Mindset is where all of the stress comes from. That's that fixed mindset. The growth mindset is, okay, so this happens. So here's how we're going to fix it. That's how we have to live. Otherwise, that fixed mindset takes over everything. The namaste mindset is, I'm going back to Queen of the South on Netflix. <laughs> Which is a whole other place. Like, that's where I'm at, right? Like, yeah. 
Maybe that's what my vacation mindset looks like. <laughs> it looks so like my mindset, mindset, like fix. Uh, see, here's where I don't understand. I was about to say the things that I need to fix about my mindset going into 2022 is that I'm in Netflix and chill mode. But like, is that really a problem or is it okay sometimes to just relax a little bit? I, I think it's okay to just relax and watch Netflix sometimes. I, I think that for us, when we go on vacation, it's just working from a different location. It's not really a real vacation. Like the only time I've really felt like I've been on vacation is when I'm in a massage <laughs> and I can't have my phone. <laughs> I counted. I counted last year. I've taken 11 days off in 20 years. Like that's like crazy. Days off. Like not checking email, not on your cell phone, like nothing. 11 actual days off and 10 of them were from my honeymoon. And I was on a boat in the middle of the ocean and Wi-Fi didn't exist on the boat yet. So it was forced. And there was a moment where I was hanging over the railing of the boat, like not even a joke. I have pictures of it, 12 stories up in the air firing my admin. So it was probably like 10 and a half days off. <laughs> Because firing someone in the middle of the ocean probably doesn't count as a day off. See, and we've started to do, like, we're going on vacation the day after Christmas this year, like, between Christmas and New Year's, because that seems to be, like, the one week that everyone is fine with you being, like, right. fine with family. And so I've started to try to take advantage of those spaces and time where we can take a break. And it is, you know, I hate to use the word aloud, but, like, let's be real here we're not allowed, it feels like, to take time off, right. right? And so we decided that it was worth it to us to spend the extra money to go travel like, the most expensive week of the entire year because it was possibly the opening that I needed to not sit on the patio of our hotel room negotiating an inspection deal for three days like I did last year, right? And then the other thing I've been working on is like when I do go get a massage here in, like, in town, I treat it like a vacation, right? Like. Yeah. I get ready. I fully relax. I leave my cell phone at home. And I've also been not going to get a massage until seven o'clock at night. And then that way you come home, you're relaxed, you crawl in bed, you go to sleep and you're taking full advantage of that massage rather than turning around, getting back in your car and starting your day again, because you've been sitting in your appointment and everyone's blowing your phone up and you're on fire again. Right. So the anxiety of getting a massage in the middle of the day um makes you not appreciate the massage and it's basically useless because you know what's <laughs> waiting for you exactly. the massage therapists come to your house like anymore they're just as much money to come to your house as it is to go somewhere else and then you just slink into your bed when you're done roll right into your bed <laughs> yeah that reminds me i need to call my massage therapist she comes to my house so i need to call her and have her come later in the day that's probably better for me <clears throat> i just feel like there's a lot of toxicity in the world in general right now, which is one thing I'll talk about in a second. And then there's a lot of different toxic mindsets that the, I sound like, I sound like all those people that I hate listening to, but um, that the societal pressures of the real estate community have put onto us. Right. So like we were interviewing John Clitty the other day, who's, amazing. He's the regional director of all the regional directors for Keller Williams. And we were talking about like, it's funny to me that when I started in real estate and, and I know this isn't everyone's experience, but like I 
was lucky enough to fall into a community and a brokerage where my mind was opened so much. And it literally changed my life because I did not come from a house where I was raised with growth thinking like Angela's talking about or positivity. I was raised where you just suffer, right? And like the best thing that you can do as a human being is suffer well. And so to come into this place where everyone talks about abundance and financial abundance and spiritual abundance and abundance and loving what you do and that it's not a job and all this stuff, it, it blew my mind wide open, but the culture has completely changed. All we talk about all day long in this business now is pillow is coming for us. The market is crashing. OD is going to come and take the rest of the business that the pillow doesn't take. And, you know, this agent wants a 40% referral fee and which office has the cheapest splits per month. Like it's so like, I, I feel like it's toxic negativity and I don't understand how we went from this culture which is really what I wanted to be in just as much as I wanted to sell houses of like abundance and positivity to like chicken littles where the sky is falling all day long. And then we wonder why we're tired and exhausted and why we have anxiety. Like I get to the point sometimes where I have to snooze all the groups on my phone and there's a certain group of women that I hang out with that are in the real estate space that like I can't open the text message threads from sometimes because it's like the sky is falling all the time. It's scary. Like, how can you not be scared if the only thing that you're taking in all the time is like, my job is going to go away. I'm going to lose the lifestyle that I'm used to. I'm not going to be able to take care of my family and everything's going to fall apart. This like massive scarcity mindset, but that's not just like in our community, it's everywhere, right? Like it's on the news, it's on your Facebook feed. It's it, we're living in a world where like scarcity, negativity and lack of abundance is the new norm. And I hate to use that word, but it feels very much that way. And it feels very scary. And so how do you tune that out? Like I've, I've unfollowed every news source on Facebook. I've unfollowed anybody who all they do is talk about politics. I've unfollowed every single group that I'm a part of. So that way I have to choose what I see versus being forced to see what I see. And so I think that comes back to like protecting your space, right? And how are we protecting our mindset and how are we protecting ourselves from all these outside forces? I yeah. Think and then there's these different mindsets that we fall into too, which is I, the first one I can only speak for myself that I ever experienced is the hustle mindset, right? Do more, do more, do more, do more, do more GCI, do more volume, do more units, do more volume, do more units, even if it means not more GCI, right? Like just do more, do more, do more, do more. And then I feel like after you live in that culture for a reasonable, that mindset for like a reasonable amount of time, then your brain goes like, wait a minute, is this even what I want? And then it's really easy to flip into the other mindset, which is where I'm at right now, which is like, well, I did that. And I didn't like it, but I don't know what to do next. So I'm just going to do a lot of Netflix whilst beating myself up over not hustle, 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 hustle. But I think the beauty in that is that you're able to build whatever you want now and build it correctly. Like you've done that. So like now you get to take everything you've learned and you get to apply all the principles that you want to have now and create a life or a team or whatever you decide to do. And you get to take all of the things that you've learned. And I think that that's where the lesson is. Like, 
right. this hustle culture has gone to the wayside. And so now we're talking leverage, boundaries, life, family, like all of the things that we should have been talking about all of those years that we didn't and we burned it down and now we're starting over and we're starting over correctly. I think there's a lot of people, like I've been watching a lot of people going through the same thing, like Gary Vaynerchuk, who probably basically invented this hustle and grind culture thing, has totally flipped his mindset about that. I, I read Sarah Kalki's posts on Facebook all the time. She has completely changed that too. So like, I think it's, it's just weird that we've gone from like positivity to toxic negativity and then from hustle, hustle, hustle to like, wait, what do we do now? And it's but do interesting you think how much of, all of that affects us. Do you think the lack of hustle because people aren't as busy is leading to the toxic negativity because they have more time on their hands? Like, are these things related? Chicken and the egg for absolute yeah. sure. Yes. I mean, I've been abnormally busy the last two weeks and I have not been on social media. My life is relatively unaffected. So I haven't seen anybody else and all of their stress and all of their anger. I haven't watched anybody else's, you know, groups and I feel just fine. I mean, I've probably gotten more done the last two weeks than I have in my entire life. Um, and I'm exhausted, but I'm not stressed. And I think that that's because I wasn't on social media. That but that's how I feel. Like, I feel like it's a choice. It comes back to mindset. Like, I don't care how busy or how not busy you are. It's a choice to allow social media and all this other shit in the world because it's always going to be there Yeah. to affect your space and affect your mindset. And so you have to take control back over your own life and what you're doing. You need to be really careful about who you're surrounding yourself with, not just in real life, but on fake life, social media life. Like, yeah. if all and in business. There, yeah. Like, who you all... align yourself with will totally help or mess up your mindset there absolutely in your entire life right so like if the people that you're surrounding yourself with are posting constantly negative stuff or they're calling you up with negative stuff or they're interacting with you in a negative way how do you think that you're gonna what are you gonna put back out probably a negative connotation like something with negativity if you're surrounding yourself with people that are a little bit more positive probably gonna have different results. So be really cognizant of that. Like those relationships and those encounters are way more important than you might realize. And for some people that means getting off social media because the people that you're around are not helping you and contributing to your life in a positive way. Or you need to unfollow or delete a bunch of people. I personally, I'm a pullbacker. Like if I see like a bunch of negativity from one person, I will 100% pull back from that person. And that's just a, character trait of mine that you'll see me basically burn a bridge or cut cut off all ties with that person because I can't be around them because I know that if I am, it'll totally mess with me um, business-wise, personal-wise, everything. So I have to get rid of it. I keep it out of my life. So I know that's probably not healthy. My therapist probably has something to say about that, but that's just how I've, I've done it my whole life. So yeah, but I was just going to say, like, I've said this in the past where, like, I feel like you've developed, like, a bubble. Yeah. Right? Where you're just, like, I don't let anything affect the bubble. And I think that that's a really cool trait to have. And I think that more people could benefit from having those really strong boundaries and that mindset of, like, nothing enters my space unless I give it permission to. So I was about to ask um... – well, at some point I'm going to ask, like, what do you feed yourself with when you're in a bad, negative 
mindset spot for whatever reason. And one of the answers for me the last two years has been Glennon Doyle. Like I fucking bowed down at the altar of Glennon Doyle. She's amazing. But um, the way that she explains what Angela was just saying in her book is she says, I put myself on an island and I dug a moat around it. And then I dropped a drawbridge and I said to myself and to my family, this is our island. This is our home. This is our physical space and our mental space. And no one that we don't consent to can come on the island. So you can't bring your fear to my island. You can't bring your negativity to my island. You can't bring your talk about how we're all going to go out of business and how everything that I'm doing right now isn't worth a shit to my island because it's my island and you don't get a right to cross that drawbridge unless I let you. So I think about that often, like the physical piece of drawing a boundary around yourself. Because I do think that as women, first of all, we're people pleasers. And as people in a service industry who have devoted our lives, because real estate is weird, it encompasses so much more of your life than like finger quotes, normal jobs. We are such people pleasers that we don't have any boundaries. And then we end up in really bad shape. And it's that whole, like, how can you pour from an empty cup thing? Because if you're dry and you're not in good shape, you can't do anything or help anyone around you at all. So you've got to build those boundaries. I don't know if I think it's unhealthy. I wish I was better at it. I wish I wasn't as good at it sometimes because I'm very quick to cut ties with people when I see a small trait that is probably not a positive one instead of giving them the benefit of the doubt or asking them for help, I will cut them off. Um, you know, and that's, that's a me issue, but, um, both of you are pretty good at boundaries. I really suck at boundaries. I feel like I'm an apple with no skin, you know, like if you just touch it, it'll bruise. That's how I am. Like I have no boundaries whatsoever at all. You guys are great at that. I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, I think we're all just people pleasers, you know, and we just want to, we want to say yes to everybody. And unfortunately saying yes to something is saying no to something else. And usually that no is something to do with our free time. And I think that saying no is probably something I need to get a lot more comfortable with. Um, you know, choosing who I want to work with and saying, no, I don't want to work with that person um, has been very freeing in the last couple of weeks. I'll just say that. <laughs> I say no all the time. I don't, give a fuck. I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> constantly trying to learn um so what do you guys do when let's talk about the different kinds of mindsets relating to the job so what do you do when you're in the scarcity i don't have enough business mindset to help yourself move forward so for me right now like i think we've touched on this a little bit like my husband left his job he's now working with me. We bought a flip house. I'm feeling very overwhelmed, right? Like we have all these bills, we have all these, we have all the stuff and we don't have the cushion of like that security blanket of his salary and his job anymore. We've just balls to the wall. Here we are. And I've never been that way, right? Like you guys have been commission-based your entire careers, husbands, partners, same thing. I've never been this way. So this is a whole new world for me. So yesterday, and I'm going to use this week as the example, I have felt extremely overwhelmed and I have felt 
panicky. Like I'm not as busy as I have been. This is the first time in my entire real estate career. I don't have an active buyer. So I'm freaking the fuck out. Like really like now is the time that everyone's decided to stop calling me. Like how mean are you guys? Um, <laughs> and then I took a deep breath yesterday and I was like, I've had a good year. We've accomplished a lot of our goals. I need to clean my house. I need to do laundry. I need to organize my office and I need to get my space set so that I'm ready to work again. And so I did that yesterday. And it was like the one thing that I feel like I've done in the last couple of weeks that has actually genuinely helped me. Got up this morning. Clearly I'm dressed. I have makeup on. I look like a human today for the first time in forever on one of these lives. And I've been working since 7 a.m. I've already got my workout in. Like my mindset overall is just better. And so the stuff that I'm working on, I don't know if it'll produce business, but I'm a firm believer that if you put the work in, even if it's not this activity that rewards you, the universe rewards you for putting the work in. So I'm putting the work in today. Like I'm kicking it old school. We're going back through the database. I'm reaching out to buyers that had said earlier this year that they were interested. They're not. Maybe we can get them to circle back around. So for me, it was as simple as cleaning my damn house. I mean, that's not, that's not a simple thing. That's like a really good yeah. way to start over, right? Like to mm -hmm. say, okay, something's not working. So how do I fix it? I got to start back over and go back to my system, which is clean up my personal life, which cleans up my business life. I mean, that's. Well, and you guys know, like I'm super anal and my house is always clean. And so when it, yeah. when it's in disarray, like I feel like I'm in disarray when my car is a mess, my house is a mess. I just feel a mess. And so for me, it was the one thing I know from a mindset perspective that helps clean it all out. Makes sense. Um, what, do you, what do you do, Ange? When you're in a, I don't have enough business. I need to make business space. I do Popeye's. I go see my clients. Um, and so I've been working on a big um, client event that we're doing uh, before Halloween. We're doing a big, a big thing at the uh, local ice cream shop. We're having a whole bunch of clients come in and we're giving out trick or treat bags and all kinds of stuff and free ice cream and just having, having fun with our clients and holding their babies and seeing them again. And it might've been a few years since I've seen them, but going through my whole database of people and, saying hello, just a small thing like that. If I have the time, I definitely am going to use it to get back with my clients and remind them that I'm still around because every single time I do one of those events, it's not just to say hello to my clients. There's always something that comes out of that. I always get business from it for some reason. It's like, like Jess said, the universe rewards you for putting in the work. Um, but all of a sudden I might have, you know, five, 10 listings that come out of that. Um, and so it's, it's totally worth it for me because my kids get to see, you know, all of their kids because my kids have grown up with this business and they kind of know some of my clients because I was carrying them around with me when I showed them houses a couple years ago. Right. Um, so now they're getting to see their kids and, you know, it's nice for for our families to reconnect, I guess. And, you know, it's always good for my agents and their uh, families to get out and see how we do things as a business and for them to learn from that, too. So that's that's always important for me. And then this next week, I'm going to be in um, Breckenridge taking a couple days off, hypothetically. Um, and so I'll use that time to decide what event I'm going to do for Christmas time and do planning. That's what I do when I have a couple days off. I plan for the next thing. So 
that's what we'll do. We'll plan for the, the Christmas time um, event that we'll do with clients. So, well, and I think being with like your people, right? Yeah. Like it grounds you. It reminds you why we do this. It mm-hmm. gives you that sense of gratitude that you need to keep moving forward. Like when you live in that state of gratitude, that gratitude is the highest like level of mindset you can possibly have. And what better way to be in that state than by being with the people who you've been lucky enough to help on their path, right? Like that's a great way to reboot. I do. I've wondered often if what you both just said is part of the reason why burnout has been so rough the last two years is that for whatever reason, 90 plus million percent of the people in this business come to this business for some type of human connection. And we've really been lacking that the last two years because of all this COVID stuff. So um, I think that there's probably a huge like emotional mindset source to untap inside of you by doing what you guys are saying and reconnecting to your people. Cause that's something we've all been really missing whether we know it or not, I think. Definitely. I think remembering what we really and truly do. It's not just helping people buy and sell homes. Like these are people's lives and they're building a home and they're building families there and we're helping them do that. It's massive. It's a massive thing. So I think if you just kind of remember that it's, it's kind of nice. I also think that like agents across the whole country have been burned out by the market the last two years because of how fast it moves and how like, brutal it can be and how much it feels like every morning when you go to work, you're strapping on your shield and your sword and going to battle. I also feel like we need to remember that like our clients have been through that. We are all going through battle in our personal lives and our work lives right now. And like reconnecting with those people and understanding what they've been through too, over the last two years on their home buying and selling journey is a big deal. It's not just about us as agents. So it's October. It's mid-October. Barf. Like, when did that happen? Um, I know each one of us probably has our own way of setting goals. So how do you guys start that process? Because this is the time of year we should be thinking about it. And probably by November 1st, we should have our stuff kind of together for next year. And this is what the workshop will be next week is us walking through our goals with everyone. Um, And so we want you guys to come with your goals. And we're going to tell you what those are, like what categories. But I want to hear, like, how do you sit down and how do you go through this process? My process is way more hippy dippy than I think anybody will ever realize. <laughs> oh, I want to hear about that because you do not strike me as hippy dippy at all. You strike me no. as like take a bath in Swiffer liquid and Febreze and purge out anything that is not working from the prior year. <laughs> That's I called the list. Times that list I do. As far as the eye can see, just so many lists. <laughs> Like you should rename yourself just what are you trying to say, Angela? (laughs) I mean, these are true life facts. She just said you should rename yourself just list. That's really (laughs) (laughs) that is really funny. All right, so how do you start your process? What's your process look like? I just make a grid, I just make a grid, like I separate it into like personal life, financial, business, and additional outside miscellaneous goals. Um, you know, quality of life, health goals. And I put down what I want for each and I just make a quick outline. That's it. So mine's not hippy dippy or exciting in any way. I just separate them into a quadrant and write them down. 
I love that though. Like I think, yeah. Do you do, do you go like, I want to make this much money. So I have to do this many transactions or like, how do you um, figure out from a business perspective? I do. I want to save this much money. Um, I want to put this much money away. Um, I don't care how much I make. I just really care about how much I'm saving and how much I'm putting away um, so that I can do what I want to do, which is probably going to end up being, you know, invest in a property and how much do I need to have for that? So that's how I quantify it. I go with what my biggest goals are and then I break them down from there and figure out how many transactions that has to be and how much I need to make on each after that. But usually it's a savings goal for me. I like that. I like that a lot. And I don't think people focus on savings. They just focus on spending. And so if you're focused on the savings, then you know what you have to, and then everything else kind of falls in line. I really like that. Well, full disclosure, I just tell Josh what I want to save and then he does it because I'm really bad at saving, but I figure out how much I need to save and then he does it. <laughs> My problem with that is when I get sad and I don't have enough business, I like to go buy myself something. <laughs> Uh, how do I start? How do I start my goal setting process? Um, I used to be really into like I would do the Keller Williams um, financial goal setting worksheet every year, which I have, and I could teach next week if anyone's never done it before. It's actually super powerful and really amazing because it does break down everything by like all the way from the money goal of GCI all the way down to like how many calls, how many appointments. So it's like really, it's really amazing. But um, I haven't done that in a couple of years. I really like what Angela just said, because I feel like what I do is I know how much I need to pay my bills every month. And so that's like my baseline, right? Like I have to make this much. And then for me, I start attaching money goals to things that I want. And that's how I drive myself. So I really like the idea of like saving and going backwards versus like, how much do I need to be able to pay my bills and going up? But I'm a huge goal setter. I mean, I journal my goals for 15 minutes every night before I go to bed. I have for probably like 15 years and I journal every morning again, my goals when I wake up at for 15 minutes, um, you know, so I just have like a running notepad where I'm journaling my goals all the time. And it's kind of funny looking back on those the stuff that comes out of them. I'm also a big vision board person. I always have a vision board going. But I will say that I've been lax with like the business planning at the end of the year for probably like the last three years. So I'm excited to get back into doing it. Because I need to know how much money it costs to have Netflix. Retirement goals? Do I? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, what does retiring look like? <laughs> Nobody can answer. So I can only, I mean, I can, I can, I didn't hear your question, just to be completely honest. Say it one more oh, time. I'm sorry. I said, um, does anybody have retirement goals and what does it look like? Oh, yeah. We have our retirement all set up. We have our 401ks, we have, you know, IRAs, we have all the things. So we are, we have a financial planner that handles all of our stuff. So we already have all that done. But Lindsay, you don't? I mean, I have money and savings, but I've no, I've been in real estate since I was 17. I've never had a 401k or company right. matching or anything like that. So, um, yeah. But you I can have a 401k <laughs> without 
being with a company. Correct. But I don't have like corporate retirement stuff. Um, so I, yeah, I have money in savings and I have a goal that I want to reach with my money in savings. It's probably never enough. Right. Like, I think that what we all think we need is we need more than that. Right. So um, that's definitely been a big mindset shift for me is starting to think more about that. Yeah, I don't, I know for sure that I don't want to be the agent that's like, I've been an agent for 65 years and I'm still selling houses. I don't want to be that agent because I hate that agent right now because they drive me crazy. Um, so I want to make sure that I'm set up for that kind of thing. So maybe we can talk about that when we talk about goals next week. We're on, so our goal was for me to like be retired by 50. So that's in 10 and a half years. So we're on pace to do that. That's awesome. I don't, I'm sure that I could retire by then. I just don't know what I would do with myself, I guess. I mean, that's just it, right? Like my goal would be at 50, I can go move to a beach if I want to and hawk drinks at a hotel in flip-flops because I choose to. I'm not saying like retire. I'm saying by 50, I need enough money to start to really have choices. Like that's what that money is about to me it's autonomy and it's freedom and so um that, i mean that's part of the goal setting every year is like what can i do to obtain more freedom and that's you know money leads to freedom whether anyone likes it or they don't that's the truth yeah that's a very powerful statement i like that yeah I mean, that's why it's always funny to me when people get weird, like talking about money and that's that scarcity mindset where like, for me, I'm like, listen, I've been broke. I've filed bankruptcy. I know what it's like to like barely be able to feed your child. Right. Like I used to put groceries on a target, get credit card and pay my credit card every month until it was time to pay. Like I've been there. And so now at this point, it's like the more money I have, the more freedom I have and the more that I can go do whatever I want to go do. And I'm not tethered to anybody else's bullshit anymore. Yeah, that's powerful when you look at it that way, for yeah. sure. It also, when you look at it that way, maybe makes getting up every day and having to go back to work again easier, right? Well, and I think when you have a goal in your mind of like, I don't want to be doing this in 10 years, it also makes it easier to save the money, to put the money away, to be diligent, to be responsible, to do all of those things. Um, but I think if you're just saying like, I just want to retire, like, what does that really mean? Or I mean, like, what does that mm -hmm. actually mean? And so that's like, when I say like my goal setting is a lot more hippy dippy than I think you two realize everything I do is attributed to like a feeling, an emotion, because if you don't have that tied to what your goal is, you're never going to do it because it's just a list on a fucking piece of paper. And that's just the truth. And so what does that actual vision look like? I also think that when we come up in this business, most of us are taught this like notion of the big why, which is really beautiful and sure. wonderful. But at some point, after you've been through this whole like cycle that we've just been sitting here talking about of I come into the business and I need to do more, 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 more because everyone else is doing more and because that's what I think I should do. And then you are like, well, wait a minute. I don't know if this is fulfilling. I want to do what I want to do. Right. Like at some point, the big why can become about you. Right. Because in the beginning, we're taught that it should be this really holy, like 
I mean, man, mm-hmm. the big whys that I've heard from people, like speakers on stage, like my grandson was dying and I needed to go to work to pay for his hospital care. Like they're really, 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 really big whys. And that's noble and amazing and beautiful. But like at some point, it is okay to be like, well, my big why is I want to go to a beach for a month this year. Or my big why is I need a fucking break. Or my big why is I need a vacation or a weekend off once a month, you know, like it is okay to take some power back over why you do what you do. Like, I feel like real estate is very holy. We're always supposed to be doing things for everybody else. And Uh that's where I was always different. Like I would listen to everyone with their big why. And I was like, it's really cute that it's about your kids. Your kids grow up. It's really cute that it's about, you want to build it on right? right? Like, yeah. Insert whatever you want here. My big why has always been about me. You can call it selfish. You can call it whatever you want. But the one thing in my life that doesn't change is me. Whether I'm married, whether I'm divorced, whether my kids live at home, whether they leave, my big why has always been about me and what I want to do. Because what I want to do and where I want to go is that's it. Like, that's what what's happening. Does it include my family? Of course it does. But... This is just the way that it is. My big why has always been about me. I think that a lot of people that have come from that, what is your big why culture or brokerage? Um, we've all been there, all three of us. Um, Jess is currently there. Um, I think that you're encouraged to have this big why that's almost like, I don't want to say real. fake. I don't want to say fake because it's not fake. It's just you're supposed to figure that out in five minutes when somebody's on stage and you're supposed to like mentally think about what, what it is. And it's just, it's not authentic, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I think that like your why can change too. Like it doesn't have to stay the same the rest of your life. Like, you know, for me, my why has always been the same. I just never realized it. It's always been, I want to work hard enough that I'm proud of myself. Um, Which I don't know if, I ever will attain that. And everybody else looking at me is like, I don't know how you could possibly work any harder. Well, I'm like, I have an extra five minutes. I should start another business. Like, <laughs> like I will never achieve that. But that's my, that's my why. My why is to make myself proud. And I don't know that that's something that I can ever. I mean, the why is just so like, I, you know, I remember actually, I sat in a big why workshop <clears throat> that was led by, one of my very favorite speakers, I've seen him a hundred times. He's amazing. And and he had these unbelievable whys and like everyone's workshopping it around the room and they come up with these ridiculous whys and I couldn't come up with a why. In fact, I guarantee you, if I looked in my phone right now, I've probably got 57 whys started. Um, I read books about it. almost feels like you're shamed if it's not oh, like this really big, crazy thing. I, I left and I was so upset that I couldn't come up with this really profound why that I went home and I read books about it, like 15 books about it. And I still couldn't come up with a why I'm not a hundred percent sure. Cause I'm a, a little lost in my life in general right now that I have a why still, but like, sometimes why can't your why just be like, I want to have just enough money in the bank to where I can go to sleep at night without having a panic attack or I want to have just enough money in the bank to take my kids to Disneyland this year, or I want to have enough money in the bank to get my hair done and buy those free bird boots that I like. Like 
there is something, I guess we just stumbled on like a whole nother type of mindset that's in real estate, which is this big guilt. Yeah, it's like this career is holy and Mm -hmm. we do it because we are serving other people and we do it because we are meant for more and we're better than average and the whole world could not live without us because we are blessing them with whatever, you know, it's like, it's, it's a little God complexy. And now that I think about it, it comes from, we know, right. It's coming down from that stage. Yeah. Why could just be like, I want to work just hard enough that I could take the month of December off. Like, why does it have to be so big? It doesn't have to be. And you know, it's funny. I was in a workshop one time and one of the things that we were working on was like developing habits, right? So everybody had to write down this habit that they wanted to build over the next 30 or 60 days. I can't remember what the timeline was. And so they went around the room and everyone's like these really big, profound things, right? One up and they get to my girlfriend sitting well, you next to me. do feel shamed, like you said. Oh, like that's a percent. So you they get to my girlfriend. Yeah. So my girlfriend's sitting next to me. She goes before I do. And this bitch looks at everyone and she goes, I just want to wash my face every night. That's it. And I was like, me too. Like, I don't want it. Like, I'm feeling all this pressure to like come up with this really profound answer. And my girlfriend is like, if we're building a habit, like, I just need to get better about washing my face every night. And so I'm going to hold myself accountable to that. And I was like, yeah, yes. Yes, That's a great habit to build. Yeah, there should be no shame in that ever. Like these whys, the I think the 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 whole concept of the why, I think, is really it comes down to goal setting, right? The why should be the ultimate goal. And instead of calling it the goal, by calling it the why, there's shame involved around it for some reason. Like it's hard to go after somebody that's like, I want to build wells for somebody in sub-Saharan Africa, and you're like, I just want to go get ice cream later. Um, like you can't. You can't just do that. You have to be like, oh, well, I want to build a whole homeless camp uh, out of scrap lumber from the home builder that I start. Like, you can't, <laughs> like, how are you supposed to fucking go after that? Like, you can't do that. Like, why I want to feed the whole shark- world with the remnants of the cheese left over from my shark. Right? <laughs> I just want what? Kathy Hansen to know that she gave me the space to be like, I just want to not be on my phone an hour before bed and sleep really good tonight. <laughs> like, shout There's out to Kathy. with that? I think that this should be, I, I think we just stumbled on something really profound accidentally. So I think that this should be something that everyone needs to bring for when we actually do our goal setting next week, a, a why that's about you. And like, I don't care if it's, I want to fly to the moon with Richard Branson. I don't care if it's like, I want to put eye cream on every night before I go to sleep, right? Like let's, bring the connection to what we are killing ourselves for blood, sweat, and tears, sacrificing time with our families and our lives for back to us. Like it's really great and noble to have this giant purpose. What if you can't connect with the purpose? Like, what do you want? What do you want? Like, I think that's something that is blowing my mind right now. I mean, I remember someone telling me that it was, it was egotistical of me to only tie my why to myself. And I was like, well, at the end of the day, if I'm not okay, my marriage isn't okay. 
my marriage isn't okay. My kids aren't okay. Right? Like it's a trickle down effect. And so like. Put on your oxygen mask first and then help the person next to you. Right? Call it whatever you want to call it. That's the way that I've lived my life since I got into this business. And it all gets so out of control so fast, right? Like it gets so big so fast and everything explodes all at one time. And like at some point when you're in a bad place and you're not in a good mindset, feeding the entire Western world with cheese is very fucking difficult to grasp. Right. It's not like tangible, like, and especially too, when you're starting out in your business or you hit a a bump in your business, like, how are you supposed to wake up every single morning and imagine that you're going to colonize Mars because you're saving the world after we've destroyed our climate when you can't even fucking go to the store and buy groceries this month. And we have all been there. Right. It's like, it's almost like it's, it's too big. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous is what it what is. What is it really about, you know? It's about competition, unfortunately. Like everybody's in competition with everybody else. Like we're all salespeople. And the like problem even is- your goals can't be your goals. Your they goals have to be somebody be else's goals. Exactly. Well, and I do, let's hang on a second though. I mean, I, I fully, I understand the point of the why. It is what Jess said brilliantly a minute ago, which is that um, if you can't connect to a feeling- it's much more difficult to connect with doing the work. I think the point that we're trying to make is just the feeling that you're trying to connect with that's supposed to be pushing you every day to reach that goal maybe doesn't need to be so big. And and maybe like the ultimate self-care, which we don't do well as women or in this business, is taking it back to a micro level of what do I need and what do I want and, and, if you could make that connection to that feeling, maybe it pushes you way further. Yeah. I think there needs to be more transparency and more genuity, I guess, genuineness. I don't even think that's a word. Thank God Josh isn't here to yell at me. Um, <laughs> but, but I think that, you gym know, without headphones, poor guy. <laughs> All he can oh, hear is other people's breathing. Right. Totally. He couldn't even, he couldn't even finish his workout because of that. Um, but I think that that's part of the issue is that we just are not honest with ourselves about what we really want. And I think that's, if you want to set proper goals, you need to be honest with yourself about what you want. It's what you just really want. much like, I'm not going to lie. I have anxiety about showing up to goal workshop with you guys next week. And you guys are like my best friends in the entire world. But I'm like, well, this bitch is going to come up with this and this fucking bitch. But that's, I mean, I think like, that's what I'm trying to say is like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like we've even made our goals about everyone else, whether it's right. because you're listening to someone or you watched a workshop and Joe Blow is saving the children of Africa and you feel like a sack of dicks because you just want to go to King Supers and buy whatever you want. Like, right. If I want to buy the organic food, I'm going to buy the organic food. I know it's going to die faster. I don't care. I'm going to throw it in the trash, but I want to be able to buy it. How many times in my life, many is the answer, was my goal literally, I would like to be able to buy diapers for my kid this month and pay my electric bill on time without getting a late fee at the same time. How many times was my goal like, I would like to go to... um, King Supers today. And instead of buying ramen noodles, I would like to buy the cup of noodles because they're 50 cents more per package, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like we lose, like in those spaces, 
and Jess and I, have, we, we've talked about this. We were just talking about it the other day. Like sometimes I miss those spaces because I was really motivated and I was really hungry because I was literally starving to death. And it, I constantly think to myself, like, how can I get back to that level of passion? I think it's probably because back then I wasn't thinking about like saving the world. I was just literally like, I need to do to this. You were trying to save yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I say for next week, you come with a money goal, a personal, your personal goals and your business goals. And then the biggest piece of advice I can give anybody is you have to attach that feeling to it. And I break mine down yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily. And I evaluate my goals every fucking morning. What did you say? Money goal, personal goal, money, personal business. And then I break mine down yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily. And I think we add what is a big why for you for 2022 that is completely and totally selfish? About you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think it's my, it's my, it's a big my like my for me instead of a big why. That's what we're going to call it. What's your big my for the year? Something mm-hmm. that is totally and completely nothing to do with your children, nothing to do with your spouse, nothing to do with your business. Like what's one, I don't even care. It doesn't even need to be for the year if that's overwhelming. What's one thing that you're going to do for yourself? And take time to think about it. It shouldn't be something that you all of a sudden just like pull out of your ass after somebody says they want to like, build wells for people like it should be something you actually think about well, I mean, I Gina, by the way <laughs> i love her I'll be about it. Good yeah. so i think what we'll do is maybe we'll create an event on the homegirls page and then we'll put like the details of what the workshop will be next week and if you guys want to reach out to either any of us in over the next week to get kind of clarity around what we're talking about and then i think the three of us are going to show up authentic and transparent and banging next week to share with everybody and hopefully help you guys really hone in on 2022 on all the. And I think, um, yeah, like I was going to say, I think it should be super authentic because like, I want to hear about the real stuff. Like, I don't really care what your GCI goal is. That's great. I care about your GCI goal when it's tied to something amazing. Correct. Well, I care about it if you would like to have an accountability partner for that. And I think that that's part of what we can help provide if people want that. I just feel like we have come off of two of the hardest years in many, many, many generations. Like, let's go into 2022 with a whole new mindset, right? Like, let's go after... 2022 in a different way, whatever that is for you. If you want to hustle, if you want peace, if you want more, if you want less, if you want happiness, whatever it is, like, let's go after that. Because I just get so sick of sitting in these goal planning workshops where they're like, why is it always a million dollars, by the way? Has anyone ever noticed that? There's two things. Always. This is the dawn of real estate. I want to make $100,000 a year. I want to be a millionaire real estate agent. Um, do you want to know what my goal is? No one ever 2.5 or like, Sudden fitty, like why is it always done? 
You're like, mine no, is enough. Always and forever, three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it provides me yeah. a cush life. I don't have to work like exceedingly hard. I'm not in the next income tax level bracket. <laughs> it's a very strategic goal, everybody. Right, and if I exceed that, great. But and that is written. If you've ever been to my house, which you two clearly have been, you guys see the grease board on my fridge that says three hundred thousand over and over again. I mean, it's literally everywhere. It's my phone password. It's everything. Like I said, I'm way more hippie than I think you guys think I am. <laughs> Let's just, you are hippie. You just like to bathe in fresh cotton Febreze, not Pajuli. It's correct. That is a thousand percent correct. Yes. Um, all right, let's do it the real way. Like, I think that this should be a different kind of goal workshop. I will definitely, um, like I just shared, you know, I feel nervous about doing this next week publicly and with you guys, just because, um, I'm not sure where I'm at and I'm working really hard on like breaking my life down into little pieces so that the big stuff doesn't seem so overwhelming. Cause I don't know where I'm going. Right. But it's scary to walk into a room full of other people that have the big visions because they know exactly where they're going right now. So I just would welcome anyone that's listening to show up and show up authentically because when you are authentic, even if it's ugly or scary, that's where the big magic happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we'd like to see everybody, not just have you watching us. We'd like to see your face if possible. So I think Jess has a good plan for that. Right. Jess. I think we could even, maybe we don't even do it as a live next week. Like maybe next week we do it as an intimate zoom workshop. Um, and then that way we can all feel like we're in a room together for a change. And we're safe, right? It's a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> I think that instead of being bold, which I have been to 12 times and did change my life. So I'm not talking shit. I really swear we should be brave mm -hmm. and we should talk yeah. about the real stuff that's really going on and what we really want for next year. Cause listen, like if 2020 and 2021 gave us anything, it's given us permission to shift priorities and get honest about stuff. Yeah. And good things might come out of this for you. Like somebody else might have a goal that's articulated in a way that you wish that you did. Um, and so it might help you figure that out a little bit better and give you some more clarity. Um, this is not about like your, you have to, gross a million dollars a year. This is about real stuff, like real authentic stuff. Um, and there's no shame in wanting to make $300,000 a year. Like that's an awesome goal. Um, most people would dream about that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you think that everyone has it together that are on those stages, they don't, I guarantee you, most of them are a hot mess. Um, so no one has it together. Just bring what you've got and we'll help, help you guys make it into a cohesive idea and, eventually a vision board. Yeah. The first person that shows up and says that they want to change the world we're kicking out. Just kidding. If that's really your goal and you really, really, really feel that way, God, come on, for the rest of us that are struggling to just get through the day. But I think that's the thing that I've never really realized before is that my goals feel shameful and small and not good enough because other people's goals are so big and so awesome. Right. And that's, that's not really right. You know, it's like, they're supposed to be my goals. 
I mean, like I think back to even when like we all started hanging out, right? And I was and still am, let's be real, the like I'm the baby on the totem pole with production. And I remember sitting here listening to you guys like doing a hundred deals a year. I'm doing this, and I'm like, 25 is cool <laughs> because 25 is cool. It gives me the life I want to live. I mean, changing the world is cool, but sometimes I am legitimately in the place where I just need to wash my face every night. And I think a lot of people are like that too. And I think a lot of people are a lot more people that have never been that way are after the last two years. And I think it's um, good just to stop with the bullshit. Well, and I think you change the world by changing your family, right? Because you teach your family how to do this and then they go out and teach their family and 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 it, it and it's... You know, like Mother Teresa always says, if you want to change the world, focus on the four people, or the people in the four walls of your home. Yeah. So that's how I've lived my life. I will say one of the other um, ways that I am setting my goals is I'm asking my kids what theirs are first. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and then I'm setting mine around that. So, mm -hmm. which is why I started the charcuterie company was because it's one of my daughter's goals. Um, so it becomes one of my goals to help her achieve her goals. So I love that. Yeah. But well, yeah. I'm excited. I think this will be really fun. And I I'm really excited. I, I went from like being really stressed out and not wanting to do this with you guys next week to being really excited. So thanks for giving me the space to like be real. Awesome. Well, um, we'll post something up on the page just so you guys remember what um, your assignments are for the week um, so that you guys have um, a list of what we're kind of expecting. So you're not going into it kind of blind. Um, and I don't want, I don't want people to like decide on the spot. I want them to think about this. So we'll post it up. Um, we wrote down your money, personal and business goals, your yearly, monthly, weekly, and daily, and your big my, um, and we'll post that up on the page for you. It doesn't even have to be a big my, maybe we should, I mean, it's, it's the big my, but it could be like the little my too. Any my is okay. We're not my shaming in this group. <laughs> Any my is okay. No my shaming. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Angela, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all realtors and would love to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Connect with the Homegirls on social media at The Real Homegirls Podcast.